the story of the blind man and the elephant that we talked about a little earlier can leave Unitarian Universalists feeling a bit smug. Many of us may have a cursory or even moderate understanding of numerous religious traditions. Um, that is, we certainly don't have the same depth and breadth of understanding or knowledge that one could have if they were devoted to a certain path for their entire lives and studied it. We don't know all those religions that way. We don't know what it's like to internalize and walk around in every one of those traditions. Still, because we've considered what we estimate to be the basic underlying ideas of any number of spiritual paths from around the world, we may believe ourselves to have succeeded in sufficiently assembling the elephant on our own. But what happens when we're asked to actually incorporate and include views unlike whatever ours happens to be? We can become more like the five blind men, uh, the five, bl five blind elephants that wanted to know what a person was like. The first elephant walked over to a human, touched the human, went back and reported to the group, humans are flat. The next elephant went up to find out what a human was like, touched the human, went back and reported to the group, you're right. <laughs> Sometimes the way that we consider things, can take all the dimension out of it. In our comfortable assumptions, we can trample the subtle dimensions out of the very things that we seek to more fully discover. We covenant to affirm and promote the goal of world community it, that, quote, itself implies Well, let me start that over. We covenant to affirm and promote world the goal of world community. Now, community implies shared interests or heritage or culture. And while survival may be an interest that we have in common with most of the world, I don't even know that the radical holy war proponents training to be martyrs would share that one. So what does the community that we work for, the goal that we have that we're affirming and promoting, what does that look like? How can we possibly work towards such a goal unless we can first envision it? And then who determines who and what would be included and what would be excluded? Because clearly you can't include everything. I mean, the, the 
people martyring themselves before their religious um, views. And those who are pacifists would make a short go of it, I think. In thinking about this surface, I uh, browsed the internet a bit and looked at varieties of manners and etiquettes from around the world and, you know, found that our casual matter, manner would be offensive to a very significant portion of the world. The things that we value about coming together, we can be relaxed. You don't have to dress up to go to church. You don't have to agree with people. You can uh, approach things in your own individualized fashion are tremendously offensive in other cultures. Not all of them. And what's offensive in one is the opposite of what's offensive in another one. Uh, several years ago, I was in a, in a in a class learning to be a literacy volunteer, and one of the facilitators talked about a group of American businessmen who had gone to, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Japan, to have a business meeting. And they presented the things that they wanted to present and waited for a response from the Japanese businessmen. The Japanese businessmen didn't say anything, so they, so they decided they needed to explain it another way. They went through the whole spiel again, trying to explain it again, and when they got through, the, the, the Japanese businessmen had no response. They did this yet a third time, and when it was over, everybody left frustrated. The Americans came back and reported they couldn't get the Japanese to respond. And the Japanese, who have a tradition of waiting two full heartbeats after someone speaks before responding, said they couldn't get a word in edgewise. Same experience, entirely different response to it. And that's a cultural difference. How do you navigate the idea of world community when there's something that small that can keep us from being able to talk to one another? A small community of blind men putting their heads together ha may have a better chance of discerning what an elephant looks like but what if there's more to the story than that? Like, say, some sighted individual comes along and reports that they're all correct and that if they assemble their views, they, uh, they would actually see what an elephant is about. But then there's more to the story than that. What if a very well-respected, wizened individual comes along and explains that they still have only experienced the surface of the elephant. Even putting all of their perspectives together, they have missed the entirety of elephantness, the essence of elephant. 
some, for some reason, something aromatic just flashed through my mind. <laughs> but there's a saying that, like many others, is attributed to Albert Einstein, whether that's actually true or not, because the, the citation can't be located. Um, that problems cannot be solved at the same level uh, of thinking that created them. And there are, there are a lot of variations on that expression, you know, the same level of consciousness or uh, just a little bit longer version in, in other traditions. Some, uh, I think there was one that was attributed to the Bhagavad Gita. No, it couldn't have been the Gita. It must have been the Upanishads. Um, but somehow we humans have thus far survived multiple millennia of wars and us against them and our way is better. But that is the level of thinking that is the same level of thinking that has created every problem we have in the world with one another. From that level, I cannot imagine resolving our global struggles and, in, and international issues into a world community. If we think we have the answer, if we think we see it better than everybody else, we're part of the problem. Building community requires of the participants trust. Trust can only be generated through a willingness on someone's part. Um, I years ago went through a ropes course. How many of you are familiar with those? Some of you. There, there are uh, exercises that are to help one develop a sense of uh, not only your own capability, but of teamwork. And there's one that's called a trust fall, and you, even if you haven't done a ropes course, you may know what that is. But an individual stands up on, the plat on a platform, and down below them stand a group of people. The exercise is for the individual to fold their arms, close their eyes, and fall backwards off this platform into this crowd. Now, you know, rock stars do these flying leaps into the audience all the time. They're not afraid of it. <laughs> um, but that's a real hard thing for some of us to think about doing. And the, and the image that went for me with that is that if we have our community, our small community, then we can fall backwards. But what if we fall in another direction? Who's going to catch us then? And if we have a world community, we all catch each other. But the trust has to start someplace.
the kind of trust we will need for such a task, the kind of willingness that we will have to develop comes with letting go of our need for control, our need to know best, It comes with letting go of our comfortable assumptions and moving to a deeper level of love, compassion, mercy, understanding, awareness, awakenness, and generosity of spirit that arises from something that only happens when we're plugged into something bigger than us. That holy mystery that sustains and upholds life, the creative source from which we live and with, with and in and from which we live and move and know ourselves to be at all. You know, those philosophical quandaries you can get into about not knowing whether you're here or not. Uh, so who observes the observer. I want to become those things. I want to be more awake. I want to be more compassionate. I want to learn how to put my control issues aside and learn from every single person I encounter. Unfortunately, the two best ways to get to that kind of understanding require either great suffering against which we have no option but to open ourselves or great love that also will lead to great suffering. You can't be that kind of open and not feel it. I long to see our entire movement become something that can contain those paradoxes, hold those tensions, and lead every one of us to grow into being that kind of person. Because from there, we could grow into community with the world. <laughs>